with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good morning, Prince George. What a beautiful Wednesday it is. My name is Kylie Lewis-Holt, and thank you guys for tuning in to After 9 with me. It is very, it's a very beautiful day, and summertime is here, so vacations <laughs> are in full swing. And I am struggling with what I've been struggling with. And I hope that you guys hold dear to me as I try to organize booking guests, Alan. So again, <laughs> yes. my producer, Alan, is going to step in and we're just going to chit chat to you about the goings on this summer in PG. Yeah, um, I mean, to some extent, it's already started, of course, because there have been events going off and on. The first of the uh, Summerfest Saturdays downtown was actually last Saturday. Nice. With just an explore downtown. They had the community art days on down at um, Two Rivers Gallery and the Canada Games Plaza. Then they had a lot of other stuff happening. This week, though, is one that I think a lot of people can get into. Eat downtown. Eat downtown. Now, do I, not eat the entire downtown. Not to eat the entire downtown. You know what? It is It is such an amazing thing. We yeah. have great food here yes. in Prince George. We have quite the variety. When I first moved here, I didn't think we had a variety because it was all about the pizza and the steak. Mm -hmm. But now we have, like, we've always had amazing food, but I just didn't know about it. Yeah. Right. That's so what is what's some of the foods you're looking forward to having this weekend? I don't know. You I don't, don't know. Well, the thing is, I don't. I, I, OK, I'll, let, let me back up a step. Back it this, up. This the last few days, um, my sister was in town from Edmonton. Yes. And then a couple of days after that, her son and his wife and their four little kids all under the age of eight. Ooh. came to town for a few days. Wow, that must have been noisy. So we've been doing a fair bit of eating. Oh, wow. So this weekend, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to calm it back down a little bit to get my schedule back on. But the temptation, Alan, the temptation. There's going to be meats of all sorts. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. We're coming out big. Like, a, I'm sure a lot of places are going to showcase. Oh, there'll be specials on all over the place. I think I'm going to start hungry. The other thing <laughs> is... If you are looking to, you know, you're saying, okay, I'm going to do some shopping downtown and then maybe stop for a bite to eat sometime. But remember as well, we've got the three markets are all open on Saturday as well, Ooh. right on Third Avenue here. We've got our own Q3 community market, the farmer's market. Yes. According to us. And just up Third Avenue is uh, Wilson Square. So, you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Jamaican food because mm. I go crazy for my jerk chicken. It is very, and I think they season it just right, just to include everybody. So yeah. it's not overly spicy. You get your rice and beans. It's so, I don't know. It's, it's such an experience. It takes me back to a little girl having the meal my grandmother made and just finding it right here in Prince George. I, I, I'm blessed. So, you know, I'm going to go hard. Well, you know, there are dishes that are named after people, right? Oh. Like peach Melba. Oh. Stuff like that. Oh. Well, you just named a dish that's named after me. What's the dish named after you? Jerk chicken. <laughs> 
I like it. I like. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad somebody enjoyed that. I I because like, it's so good. How could I not? So we'll have all three markets going, and around what time? Because usually the farmers market the starts market's super all, early. I believe open are open on Saturdays, eight thirty to two. Seems to be the hours that all three of them are keeping. Because I think. In a bit of a change from what people may remember from a few years ago where there was a lot of infighting, it seems like the markets have all kind of gotten together and said, okay, let's open the same hours because there isn't a lot of overlap between them, really. Exactly. Yeah. Like the farmer's market is the farmer's market. It's basically food. Yes. Over here, I believe it's mainly crafts and stuff like that. And like, you know, there was a couple of secondhand places who set up tables. Yes. Wilson Square gained a lot of craft work and stuff like that. So there's not a lot of overlap and they're all close enough. You can get to all three of them very easily. And that's, I think that's the thing I like. It's all in good walking distance. Yeah. Downtown has really, you know, they're really trying to revive it. There's some things that we still have to live with. Yeah. And I think that's just a part of life, right? We're not as bad as a lot of cities, but just oh. getting out there. I love secondhanding. I, I really enjoy it. I think I need to stop buying earrings. Mm -hmm. When I go, my husband's always like, what are you repurposing that for? Because I love earrings. I love turning them into brooches. Mm -hmm. It's something that my grandmother used to do. So I really enjoy a really good brooch when I'm feeling bougie. Yes. Right. I really enjoy a good brooch. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have a really good time. And I hope they're going to have things for the kids as well. Right. They like, usually do. Like, Obviously, when you go into the restaurants, you're going into a restaurant. They're yes. not going to have a separate kids area. Yes. But that's what you know going into the eating place. The other nice thing is if the weather is halfway decent, remember there's a number of the restaurants now have their patios out. Oh, and I, I really enjoy that. I know COVID started oh. this like sitting outside on the patio, but yeah. I'm telling you, my husband and I would escape when the kids were back in school, come to Nancy's, sit outside on their patio. And the makery also, they have their outside patio. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been to the makery, but I really, I really enjoy it there. The thing that I like about dining outside or even just um, when Books and Company used to have Cafe Voltaire. Yes. Friend and I would go there a couple of times a week and we would order one of their muffins or cupcakes or whatever. And Yum. I would get tea. He would get coffee. And we would go to the big window at the front and we would sit on a couple of stools there. And just people watch. People watching is oh. the greatest Canadian yes. pastime. People watching is <laughs> incredible. You know what's what the thing about people watching that I always get self-conscious about? Because I can stare at people walking by mm -hmm. and imagine their amazing days. Like I'm like, this yeah. person is going to like rescue or this guy is walking with flowers to give his wife flowers or something <laughs> like that. But then I'm like, what do people think when they see me walking? Yeah. Right? Because I'm like always determining. It's like a march, right? Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. as a mom, I'm always running from one thing to the next. So it's always a big march. But yeah, I really miss that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the sweet treats, the honey. Because mm. uh, the is it the Pine View or Beaverly where they have the 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 bees and you get the honey well, from logically it would be beaverly, beaverly. That, that, that's not to say that it is i'm not sure <laughs> yes 
getting your honey and also there's this amazing uh girl she's in pine view the name is slipping me i've <laughs> i've wanted to book her a few times and she creates soaps the oh, thing okay. I, I enjoy about her soaps and she's down at the farmer's market all the time mm-hmm. what i enjoy is my daughter suffers from a lot of different allergies so she has these soaps that like she can have a good fragrance yeah. or and it just doesn't affect her skin hyperallergenic right it's just super hyperallergenic yeah. but it's still fresh and you feel so clean because i use them as well because mm-hmm. if i'm spending the money let me tell you mm-hmm. i'm getting clean with it too i'm hyperallergenic that soap is gonna get used it's gonna get used we're gonna use it and also she started making as a barber she started making like the soap that we use for shaving okay yeah. yeah, but she's it's it's incredible. I try to sneak out to work because I do work on Saturdays mm. to get all that. Mm. But hopefully, my kids and my father-in-law they'll be walking down, getting me some magic elixirs. <laughs> I think that's the greatest thing about like a farmers market and Summerfest downtown. You just being outside. Mm-hmm. Right for one, and getting exposed to all the great make like all the great things that we have here in Prince George. Yeah, right. There's a few more. There's a few more things that, what is the, we have that big market in September, but I I somehow feel like the trunk, the junk in the trunk. I somehow feel like this having our fest open is more geared to the local Prince George business. A little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more to like, you know, that exposure for our guys, Yeah, which I enjoy. I hope you guys are all going. Like, I, I really hope it's the support. I like it when it's super packed down there. Mm. <laughs> well, I know one place is probably going to be getting super packed in about a week or so. Yes, Summer Games. The events of the BC Summer Games. The, the BC Summer Games. I'm a little bit nervous about the BC Summer Games, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Every night, the kids and I go swimming from 8 uh, o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now we're only down to one pool. Yes. So I don't know how that's going to work out for if the pool is going to be open to the general public because the new one is not ready yet. So that's my that's my only fear. It's kind of a selfish fear because I know a lot of people go there. You get your workout in in the morning. You know, you do a little bit of strength because swimming is, you know, it's my favorite pastime. Mm -hmm. So I'm nervous about that, but I'm so excited. I would suggest calling the swim pool or the city. And yep. just asking what are the what are the aquatic center hours during the games? Yeah, because it's only it's only. I don't think they'd be in there on Thursday because Thursday, is my understanding, is the twenty first. So a week from tomorrow, my understanding is it's basically just the opening ceremonies. Yes. Then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are the are the days when they are actually going to be competing. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be swimming twenty four hours a day. <laughs> So like, you know, if they if they finish their swimming for the day at say five thirty or six o'clock, the city may say, "Yeah, we can have public swimming again. We'll take a couple of hours off just to get everything cleaned up again. Yes, get the lane things out of the way and whatever else they need to do. But we might be you might be able to get swimming 
So but, as I say, just give them a call and see. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the important thing. Just giving a call and finding out because yeah. I know there's a lot of people. Oh. That's something that's so important because I'm telling you, if I if my joints feel sore, I'm mm-hmm. going to the pool. I'm sitting in that sauna. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in that steam room, and then the kids are just going wild outside. Well, not wild, but no. you know, I think swimming is a it's a life skill that we all should have. You should know how to cook. You should mm-hmm. know how to do your laundry, and you should also know how to swim, just in case. <laughs> okay, well, two out of three ain't bad for me. <laughs> two out of three? I'm not going to say which. <laughs> which, which? Now I want to know. Do you know how to swim, Alan? I do a very good dog paddle. You do? <laughs> and I also am quite I'm, – the stroke that I always found I could do the best was the backstroke. The backstroke, yes, the float. Because, well, yeah, I think the biggest thing was because – I could never get my breathing down, even just for doing the crawl, the like, you know, the regular stroke. I could just never get my breathing down. I would always be breathing into my arm as it was coming down, <laughs> stuff like that. So it doesn't work. But when you're doing the backstroke, your head is out of the water all the time. Yes, exactly. So as long as you keep moving, you're good. You can breathe, yeah. Yeah, you could, you know, and it's it's just a scary thing. I think, you know, my son when he was three months old, that's when I started all the kids on swim lessons, and he, I remember he like flipped over Mm -hmm. in the water, and when he flipped over in the water, it was like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. He was just like he was he turned over and he was smiling. Okay. And I'm like kids have no fear of the water, no. I think, right? But uh, it depends on what happens. Like if their first experience with the water is they're walking say along a beach and all of a sudden a big wave comes in and hits them and knocks them over and starts to pull them back, they're going to be scared. <laughs> Terrible. Well, because they've got no control over what's happening. They don't know what's happening. They don't know how to react. Yeah, it's true. And so. I, I think it's a natural fear for us as oh. we get older of drowning. That's why it was yeah. so important. I was like, I know there's a thing for me personally. I don't like to get my hair wet mm-hmm. or I never used to. And then my mom said to me when I was swimming, she's like, listen, if a flood comes or something, it's not about getting your hair wet. Mm-hmm. It's about saving your life. So yes. think of it that way. And I feel like it's it's so important. It's so important to know how to swim, even if you're doggy paddling and yep. even if you're floating on your back. Hey. <laughs> I figure it works. I dog paddle until I get tired and then I turn over onto my back and... Yeah. And it's, you know, I find here it's so hard to get the kids in for lessons because yes. now that we're down to the one pool. pool yeah. Right. So I'm excited. I, I'm I'm very excited for the new pool to be open because it's going to be in walking distance for me. And if it's purely selfish, <laughs> I'm like, get on it. Get on it. How long do you think it'll take? Do you think they're on schedule or? The last I had heard, they had had to adjust their schedule a little bit because I guess... There was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was a, some parts that they got which turned out to be not the correct ones. Oh, no. So they had to send them back, obviously, and get the new ones. So that put them behind a little bit. But I think they just had to adjust it by like about a month or whatever. And as far as I know, they are still on schedule. Oh, nice. I can't wait. Well, anyways, we will be right back chit-chatting more with Alan about the goings-on in Prince George. 
Join me, Michael Big Easy Cast, at the Blues Roadhouse Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. We explore and enjoy the blues from its 12-bar birth in the Mississippi Delta to its recent worldwide renaissance. Not only will we be moved by the music, I will share the histories of the songs and the men and women that, as B.B. King put it, paid their dues, laying down the foundation for our classic rock and modern-day beats. That's the Blues Roadhouse, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m., right here on your community radio station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open six days a week in the Q3 Creative Business Hub. Stop by and check out his great assortment of books, magazines, DVDs, and collectibles Monday through Friday between 10 and 2. Ron's Hole in the Wall is also open during the Q3 Community Market, Saturdays from 8.30 to 2. Drop in regularly as there's always something different in store. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open Monday through Saturday in the Q3 Creative Business Hub, downtown at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Wind from the southwest at 20 gusting to 40 starting late this morning. A high of 19 with a high UV index. A few clouds tonight. A southwest winds becoming light this evening. Increasing cloudiness after midnight and a low of 7. For Thursday, cloudy with a 30% chance of showers. Wind becoming southwest 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon and a high of 19. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Yay, and we are back. And I am so excited, guys, because Gord is in the building. Gord from Vipeg. Am I saying it correctly, Gord? Yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, so Gord is here, and I'm just super pumped. Gord's going to tell us a little bit about his business. Gord, what is Vipeg? It's called Vipeg Thermal Cork Shield. Yes. And, Vi- and Thermal Cork Shield is a cork. Yeah. Just like cork you see in a wine bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, cork is, we spray it on the exterior of buildings. For example, we'll spray on anything but vinyl. So cork is a 100% green product. So I'll explain what cork is. Cork is a bark that, of course, comes off a tree. Yeah. It's grown mainly in Spain and Portugal and some parts of South Africa. Okay. The biggest plantations are in Spain. Yeah. The cork is harvested every eight to nine years off the tree. The tree lasts about 500 years. Wow. It's a trade over there. In fact, I would, I would say that suggests that cork harvesting and cork industry in Spain alone is probably similar to what we call the logging industry here. Oh, wow. It's a big business. They've been harvesting cork for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. They make everything from cork, from purses, shoes, hats, shirts, you name it. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. And they have this product we spray on the exterior of buildings. And the, the purpose of the cork yeah. uh, is that it's a thermal barrier. So it's a breathable thermal barrier, which is important. Yeah. You want anything on the exterior of a building to breathe. It's an acoustic insulator. It's a fire retardant. Cork will not burn, won't smoke, and won't propagate flame. It's water resistant. Salt air doesn't affect cork, which is huge for along the coast. Yes. Um, mold and, uh, and mildew will not grow on cork. 
So, and another interesting tidbit that we found out about cork is that rodents don't like cork. Oh, nice. So, um, there is industry, like in the oil industry in Northern Saskatchewan now has been using cork to spray on their, they have valves or I don't understand their industry, but they, they have to spray, they have to keep some of their pipes warm in the wintertime. Okay, yeah. And they've been using, They've been putting insulation and, and tape and the wrapping and wrapping, but the mice get in there and destroy it and then they gotta go back and do it again. Yeah. They've been, they've been using cork now for a year and it works 100%. They haven't had any issues. It's less expensive and they're quite happy with the product. So, Gord, how did you get into the business of, uh, did you see a need for the cork spraying or was it something that was already started? Okay, so cork, uh, Thermal cork show has been in Canada yep. for about nine years. It's been in North America for about 30, okay. mainly in the States. Um, cork was brought into Canada by a builder out of Regina, actually. And I used to be in the building industry. So while I was building a home um, three years ago now. Wow. Just about four. And it was, I, we had concrete walls on the home. And then I was trying to figure out well, what am I going to put on there for a siding because we couldn't put hardy plank on there and, and products like that because shooting a nail in the concrete it would shatter, shatter the concrete yeah. so I phoned up a company that had used this wall system before and he said oh we use cork I had no idea what he was talking about <laughs> so I investigate. I found, got a name I investigated into that one thing led to another once I found out the properties of cork I got really excited because of its breathability yeah. and, and its fire retardants um, because in the building industry, we're always looking for something for the envelope that's, yeah. that's going to be more protecting. Yes. So uh, anyways, one thing led to another, and I decided I'm going to take this on myself. Wow. I, that was the last house that I built, and I've been doing it now for three years. Oh, wow. So the, every year has been a fantastic response. Um, but again, I go back to the environmental yes. importance of it because – and I'm, I, I myself are guilty of that. My house, before I knew about cork, I had cedar on my home yeah. and stucco. And I wanted to get the, it was ugly looking and I wanted it off. So I ripped all that product off, yeah. took it to the landfill, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And we put on siding. Um, flash forward to today, if I had known about this product, I would have sprayed this product on my home. And Bob's your uncle, I'd be a happy guy today. So a good example is that stucco, a lot of older stucco, has asbestos in it. Yeah. So it's a bad idea to be pulling that stuff off. People do it every day not even realizing that there might be asbestos in there. Yeah. And plus you're putting it on a landfill that will never, ever, ever, ever deteriorate. Yeah. Uh, Same thing with, with cedar. A lot of homes were built around Prince George and actually all over Western Canada Yeah. with cedar. Well, cedar is a very beautiful wood and a very resilient wood and an expensive wood. Yeah. And we're ripping that stuff off and throwing it in a landfill. Uh, it doesn't make sense. No. So we're, uh, this product makes sense, what we're doing. It also, it has a little bit of an R value. I'm going to put my foot out there a little bit and say it's not much an R1 or an R2. Okay. Um, but it does help with the air leaks in a home. And a lot of our older homes, we leak. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way they were built. It's just the way it is. Um, you, you have to have insulation in your walls because cork is an enhancer of insulation. It's not an insulation. Okay. So it's important for people to understand that. But um, And we give a 15-year warranty on our product 
that on, on, on the application because cork will fade less than 1% a year. Paint will fade 6 to 10% in the first few years of application, yeah. as we all know, because we keep repainting. Yes. Cork will give a 15-year warranty. It won't do that. So the product, we, the color we put on today, you will probably be the same in 15 years and more. Okay. Plus, we offer 27 different colors. 27. Okay, because that's what I was, I was wondering, because I'm a bit naive to the cork industry. So you spray, you take everything off the outside Right, so no. it's kind of oh no, no. So, what's on the exterior of your home? Uh, uh, siding, uh, like vinyl siding. Vinyl siding. Okay, we don't spray on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's say you have a home with stucco on it or cedar and stucco. You have brick. You have concrete. Anything but vinyl. Yeah. We come and we pressure wash or prep it. Get yeah. rid of all the loose paint, the dirt, the, the, all that stuff, and then we spray it right on top of it. Oh, okay. so you're not taking it off. Okay, so the work is you guys do all the work is what you're saying when Correct. you come in. <laughs> that yeah. sounds really, really good. Well, we will be right back with more Gord and uh, Viapeg Thermal Cork Shale. The Prince George Council of Seniors has farmers market coupons available. Numbers are limited on a first-come, first-served basis. Coupons are good through December 18th and can be used at all participating farmers markets in B.C., including right here in Prince George. For more information or to book an appointment to access the coupon program, stop by the Seniors Resource Centre at 7th and Victoria or call the centre at 250-564-5888. BC Farmers Market Coupons, now available through the Prince George Council of Seniors. BC Ale Trail's Best Brewery Experience Award is back for its fifth year. All British Columbians are asked to cast your vote to help your favorite craft brewery snap up the coveted award. By voting, you'll be entered to win one of three great BC getaways. Six additional lucky voters will win a $100 gift certificate to a BC Ale Trail prize pack. Voting is available online through vicnews.secondstreetapp.com. The voting deadline is August 31st. Developed as a restorative practice for people living with arthritis, enjoy Gentle Seated Tai Chi, Friday, July 15th at the library. Instructor Tom Hind will lead participants through the one-hour drop-in session. You can take part either seated or standing. A great way to stay active, even for those with mobility issues. Gentle Seated Tai Chi, Friday, July 15th from 1 to 2 at the Bob Harkins branch of your Prince George Public Library. Almost everyone has collected something in their life. Often we collect objects to remember a special moment or to connect with other people. Show and Tell invites you to connect with others through sharing something you've collected as part of your personal journey. Bring your favorite object and share some tea and snacks from 1 to 2.30 July 23rd at Duchess Park Playground or July 24th at Lele Tanay Memorial Park's Bandshell. Registration for this free event is available through Two Rivers Gallery. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. We're back with Gord Bliss from Viapeg. I am so sorry, Gord. Viapeg Thermal Cork Shield North Limited. And before the break, we were just talking about the different colors that the cork comes in. So how do you get the color desired from the homeowner how does that work so the the color the cork comes in a five gallon pail yeah and the cork is ground up and it's in a plastic bag protected yep. then we they, we get dye so we add dye it's like making a cake we making stir it. up <laughs> we, we stir it up in a bucket 
And we put three of these pails into a garbage can, to put it bluntly. We add dye to it, whatever the color is. Yeah. Mix it all together. We have a, uh, a hardener that goes in there, or the glue, I call it, that we don't know what's in the glue because it's come <laughs> from Spain, but it's there. Um, <laughs> add that in, and, of course, water. Okay. And then to get to a certain viscosity that we're looking for, and then we put that in the hopper of the gun, and we spray so the color, that's how the color, it's all mixed in with the product. Oh, okay, it's mixed in. So with the 27 different shades, that's what you guys have, right? So you can get it basically spot on to whatever you're looking for. Because I don't think I know more than 25 colors. If you got 27, I'm like, there's two colors I don't even know about. Is that in the mobs? Well, our, <laughs> our colors are a little bit different than paint. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't be able to match it with paint. Okay. Uh, I have managed to have a, a store in town help me match some colors for some people. They want, they want to paint something else to match what we've done. Yeah. And we can get pretty close, but it, we can't match it exactly because we use a dye. Okay. So, example, you use a dye in your shirt. Yes. A dye, right? So, um, the uh, how do I answer that? We with the cork and the colors. Uh, we have a, a company, uh, another applicator in Spruce Grove, Alberta. They had a client that wanted their house to be purple. Purple. See, I knew it was the mauves. I knew it was the mauves. I knew. So <laughs> we don't have a purple. You know? But this couple that run that business in Spruce Grove, they took. Our, it's all based on our base. Okay. So our cork base, we have a what's called blanco, oh, okay. extra blanco, and natural. Now, though, I can take a black dye and put it into Blanco, and the color will come out called gunmetal. Okay. I can take that same black dye and put it into Natural, and the color will come out black. Oh, wow. So, it's all to do with the base. So, what this couple did is they took the bases, and they just kept playing with colors, because we have reds, and we have browns, and, and they came up with a purple. So we can make any color if people are prepared to pay for that, of course. That takes time. Yes, it does. And, uh, but the, I saw the pictures and it's a purple house. It's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we like what we like. It's probably the most fanciest house on the street. Yeah, it's quite the color, but they, so we can mix and match to get a color. Oh, okay. So that's, cause that's what I was wondering. Cause for me, I, I, I don't know anything about it. I didn't know that it could just only go over the concrete and that, but it's, it sounds super breathable and very like environmentally friendly, right? So do you find that you're super busy now in this like renovation time or? Yes, we can always spray cork in the summertime. Yes. Of course, in the winter, it's too cold. Cork will not freeze, but, it, but we can't spray because we're using water. Yes. Um, and who wants to stand out in 40 below spraying? So, <laughs> so pretty hard to find people to do at that time of year. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we only do it in the summertime. And yes, I've had, I'm very busy this year. I, we have an exciting project that I have to tell you about. Yes. Um, we're spraying for, we got a contract, awarded a contract to spray Alpine Village. Oh, wow. Alpine Village has, has been around, I think it was built in the 60s. Okay. And it's seven acres, 26 buildings, 239 units. It's a big project. Yes. And we'll probably be there four years. Oh, wow. So, uh, and it's, it's looking awesome. The, the strata's happy. The tenants are happy. It's coming out wonderful. And the color they use was a, 
a cool mint green, I'll call it. Oh, wow. And a gunmetal. That's a contrast. Yes. So uh, if anybody's around, drive around, drive down Upland Street or Strathcona, and you can see what we're doing. Oh, So wow. that is an exciting project. Plus, we've done homes. So we did a few homes in, in May. And I'm always quoting jobs every day. Yeah. I don't... I haven't figured out how I'm going to do some of them, right? But I'll figure that out. Yeah, well, <laughs> we need to find more people, which is a challenge for everybody nowadays. Thanks. But um, yes, we're we're very busy with it, and, was, and there's lots of interest in the product. And to to get into a business like that, like you said, you're trying to find people. What kind of qualifications do you need to apply for a job like that? Well, we train we we train people to work with us. Okay. Uh, so it, training takes. Depends on the individual, but <laughs> two weeks. Uh, well, it's important how they how they spray. Yes. Uh, what happens with with spraying cork is we have a, a sometimes we'll have an issue called we which we call shining. Okay. So what happens is when you're spraying, um, if you put it on a little bit too thick, then it'll go flat looking. It'll go shining as we okay. call it. Okay. We can fix that, but you know, I mean, you don't want to be going back fixing it all the time. So it, t- it takes a little bit of skill. Do not have that happen when you're spraying, because it is coming out of the gun fairly quick. You got to move. Um, okay. So it's just a learning curve. So that, and then the other major part of the learning curve is also the cleanup and the maintenance of the machine and the gun. Those are your main tools. You cannot, cannot let yeah. them just sit around. They have to be maintained properly, or you're not spraying cork. Okay. And these machines are not inexpensive. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so it would be a. We are looking for applicators, what we call applicators, Yeah, where they would be their own self-employed business person. We'll train them. They get their own machine, give them leads, get them work. Oh, wow. That's, that's, really, that's really incredible because I know that, you know, it's so hard to find good staff or just anybody to walk in the doors for anything these days, right? It you seems see the to lineup. be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sad. You see the lineup of things, but... I don't know anyone that's unemployed, no. <laughs> right? Because I'm like, okay, they can't find people, but everybody I know has a job or a career or something, or they have three jobs. Like, I'm thinking Cork might be a side hustle for me. <laughs> well, actually, women can do this job. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not heavy lifting, okay. but you, you can't be afraid of heights. Not uh, afraid you of know, heights. So you, and sometimes you have to move scaffolding around, that kind of stuff. But it's not, we had a gal work with us last year. Yeah. This is a tiny little thing, but she, she did her job. So, um, it's not impossible for women to get into it. It's yeah. a good business. And it's an important business to me. I think it's important that you talk about all this climate change. Yes. The government wants all these in- initiatives done by 2030, which is a stretch. It's not going to happen. A stretch. <laughs> but people are more interested in doing, and you know, natural gas and hydro is expensive. It's going to go up. Yeah. We know it's going to go up. So a lot of these older homes, you're, you can just stand there. If you put a heat gun on it, you can just see the heat going out of the atmosphere. Yes. Which isn't good for the atmosphere. No. And so we're, we've got a product that will help to reduce that happening, which I think is important. Yes, Instead it is. Instead of people going, ripping all their walls apart, which they can't afford, and it's a mess, we have a solution that will help. Oh, my goodness. That's really, really good. Well, we will be right back. To speak more with Gord Bliss from Viapeg Thermal Cork Shield North.
There we go. Experience a unique artisan shopping experience this summer with the Studio 2880 Night Markets. This Thursday and on August 18th, you can shop for high-quality locally made products and foods on the spacious lawns in front of Studio 2880. It's a relaxed evening out with a host of incredible vendors. Interested vendors can book a space through Studio 2880. The Midsummer Eve Night Markets this Thursday and August 18th from 6 to 9 at Studio 2880. Every day is a great day to discover downtown Prince George, and this summer there's some new energy on downtown Summerfest Saturdays. Every Saturday from 8.30 to 2, check out the 3rd Avenue Markets, the Q3, Wilson Square, and Prince George Farmers. Plus, this Saturday, enjoy live music at the Wood Innovation Square from 11 to 3, and look for downtown Summerfest Saturday specials at your favorite restaurant or cafe. Eat downtown with this week's Downtown Summerfest Saturday. The Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for volunteers for its social line to reach out weekly to lonely or shut-in seniors. It doesn't take much to be a social line volunteer. All you need is a cheerful manner on the phone and to pass a criminal record check. For more information or to volunteer for the PGCOS Social Line Volunteer Program, contact Jenny by email to info.pgcos at gmail.com or call 250-552-2820. Forecast from Environment Canada. A mix of sun and cloud today. Wind from the southwest at 20 gusting to 40 starting late this morning. A high of 19 with a high UV index. A few clouds tonight. A southwest winds becoming light this evening. Increasing cloudiness after midnight and a low of 7. For Thursday, cloudy with a 30% chance of showers. Wind becoming southwest 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon and a high of 19. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, and so we're back with Gord Bliss. I love the last name, right? Bliss, ignorance is bliss. Is that, no, just a joy, bliss to see you walking into the station (laughs) today. The joy of bliss. Talking to us more about just thermal cork shield, right? And how, you know, it's great for the older homes and everything. So, Gord, you told us how you got into it. Has building, is that something that's been in your background for a very long time? Uh, I was in construction for about 10, 12 years. Yeah. So not a long, long time, but long enough. Long enough. <laughs> and seeing that this seems like a very cost-effective way to do the home renovations. Like, is it only, does it work well for older homes, new construction? Where is your base on uh, thermal cork shielding? The majority of our of our work has been on renovations on older homes. Yeah, we've also done some commercial work. It's a it's a great product for commercial buildings, like all these concrete block buildings. Yes, we did uh, a golf and curling club last year. We did a, a section of their building. Nice. So it's um, it's a good product for any building. Actually, we don't do new construction yet. Yeah, but. Um, because we can't, we don't spray cork directly onto plywood for an obvious reason, is that the cork will mirror what it goes on. Oh, okay. so every seam that where the plywood joins, you'll see that. Oh, okay. So of course they don't want to see that. They want to. They want a, a solid surface. If we have a base coat, for example, of a stucco coat, I'll call it, we can spray over top of that because it's already seamless. Okay. So from a cost-effective point of view, it wouldn't make sense. Okay. For new builders to do it right now, even though the importance of the product is that it's a breathable product, it may, it meets all the requirements for an exterior barrier on a home. All okay. doesn't miss one, but it, it that is still not cost effective for what I just explained. Like yeah, for a new that. 
for new construction. See, and I'm glad that you said exterior because I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, if you have the color, could you do interior and have it inside? But you said it's uh, it's an exterior. No, you can't put it inside if you want. Yeah. Highly unlikely you would because it has a rough texture to it. Yeah. It'd be really hard to keep it clean. <laughs> Especially and, with kids. Yeah. I wouldn't want to bring my machine into somebody's house. Yeah. Uh, dragging a 25-foot hose around, it would, wouldn't be fun. <laughs> so, But they have done it. Um, they use a different process when they spray it inside. It's a different gun, I understand, because uh, I've talked to them about it. I've been asked about it before. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a smooth finish to it on the walls. But we haven't tried it here. Okay. Uh, haven't had any huge requests for it. Um, sounds like an interesting idea, but uh, mainly we, we focus on the exterior. Yeah, well, that's it's. I just like anything that's good for the environment because I feel like we're leaving the planet to the kids. We're already leaving them in debt. Why not have them have good quality air? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the beauty of the cork, like I say, because it's natural, Yeah, uh, it has all these different properties because it's natural. For example, cork repels the sun. Cork won't go above 31 degrees Celsius. Okay. Now, 31 degrees Celsius is still 90 degrees Fahrenheit. But when we have the heat dome last year, and we're hitting degrees of 150 degrees Fahrenheit, all of a sudden 31 degrees Celsius seems pretty cool. Yes, it does. And because of that, it, that nat- that's, that's just a natural product because it's like that to protect the tree because okay. cork grows in a hot climate. Oh. So it's, it, that's the beauty of the product. Uh, and when we say nobody can say their product's 100% green because if you look at what they call the Leeds program, they you know how much fuel did it take to get it here on a boat? And yeah. so fair enough. But it's as close to 100% green as your, any product as you're ever going to get. And, be, and because of these different properties, it's, it's, a, it's a product that should be on buildings because of its protection properties. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so crazy because before you, before talking to you about this, I only thought cork was for wine bottles. Like right. <laughs> legitimately, that's the only thing, but to know that it's such a good product and it's out there and you're here with the business, you know, makes reno because we are in renovation season, right? It makes reno easy. I'm getting nervous because my house is a hundred years old this year. A hundred years old. I love it, but I know know that the air is escaping i know that there's gaps because just how it's built but i have the the vinyl siding so do i rip that down and go with something totally different how do i go about like what is your suggestion i picking your brain apart right now well if you ripped off it depends on when that when that siding was put on do you do you know if they put foam behind it i'm not sure because uh, if they did, they've already get, done something to give you a little bit of insulation. Yeah. So it would be wasteful to rip that off. Okay. But if they didn't do that and you wanted to take it off, um, how we could help there is that you would have to put another product over top of your plywood. Okay. In fact, you won't have plywood on that house. That house has probably got shiplap on it. Yeah. On a 45-degree angle. That's how they built in those days. Okay. So you, there's a product called, it's built by um, Building Products out of Quebec. It's called Fiberboard. Okay. It's an inexpensive product. It's uh, you can get it for twenty dollars for a four by eight sheet. It's actually Donacana with asphalt on both sides, and it has an R value. It has seven sixteenths. It's an R three, 
and a half inches on R5, which is important, and it's a true R5. Okay. Whereas foam board, uh, they'll give you an R5 rating, but they can't say it's true because of the chemical process they make it. There might be an air pocket here and there. So okay. this this fiber board, you would nail it all over top of the shiplap yeah. on your exterior of your home. So now you've added a, a, insula- a little bit of insulation, and then we could spray over top of that. Okay, because I know the one thing I do know about my home is that it came from the Sears catalog. Oh, really? So okay. back in those days, there's, there's, uh, I think there's three or four homes on Gore Street, closer to the Patricia side, and they came from the Sears catalog. Like that, that I didn't even know that you could order a home from a Sears catalog. That's where my mom got her washing machine. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> In that time, but yeah, that's where it came from. So I don't know a lot of history. I do know we have to do some renovating, but I'm scared. You know, it's kind well, of like renovations open. are expensive. Yes, because when you open up a wall, yes, you find something else. Yes, not all the time, but odds are you will. Mm-hmm. I would say your home, unless who's ever owned it before, people over the years have renovated their homes. Yeah. Do you have drywall on the inside of your home or Donna Connor? I think I have drywall. I'm not, I'm very ignorant when it comes to certain things. I do know there was, over the years, there was a lot of owners. So somebody started something. So my kitchen is circa 1980. The living room is circa 1950s. You know what I mean? It, it has all, I think you, when you walk through the house, you're walking through a time capsule just based on where you are. And then I have, for some strange reason, a hot tub downstairs in the basement in the Ooh, corner. Right? Idea. So I'm just like, what kind of movies were they shooting in the basement? You know what I mean? So You don't want a hot tub inside your house. No. There's moisture in your house. Well, that's it. You want it out of your house. Well, that's it. So it's something that we don't touch at all because I'm like... Uh, well, I got it down there. That's what I'm thinking, right? It's like, how how is this? But that's the thing. You're walking through, like, it's, it's like, go 70s. It's pretty groovy, though, and I, I enjoy that about it. But I do know that there's work that needs to be done to make it sound and safe in a way and breathable. Well, um, the reason I ask that question yeah. is that in those days, the only thing they had for insulation was either sawdust or newspaper. Okay. So... Uh, if nobody has ter- torn off the interior walls, or, or the old days it would have had Donna Connor on the walls, yeah. If that hasn't been taken off and you know re- new wires, rewiring done for the home because it would be it would be upgrading. Yeah, it was rewired, and insulated. Yeah. Then you need to start from the inside. Yeah. Because there's no point putting anything, anything on, on the outside. Well, you could. I shouldn't say that. There is. They are building construction now for new homes. They're starting to build out more on the outside. They're putting more insulation on the outside. Yeah. So you could do that uh, if you don't have any insulation on the inside and you don't want to go through the mess of ripping all the drywall off. Yeah. So you could thicken the wall on the outside okay. to get you a better R value plus a better envelope and an airtight building. So that is an option. But you need to talk to contractors that understand that kind of stuff. Um, it's not an easy fix. Okay. Because a building is, is building science and buildings breathe and they need to have the proper, they have to be built properly. They have to breathe. If they don't, you create other issues. All right. And on that note, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back with Gord Bliss.
Mark your calendar on Thursday, November 3rd for Advocate Life and Education Services annual Celebrate Life Gala. Enjoy an amazing dinner and hear from special guest speaker Rebecca Hagen, one of today's youngest speakers on the issues of teen pregnancy, abortion, and abortion pill reversal. Check out the gala website, celebratelifegala.ca, for more details and to get your tickets. Advocate Life's annual Celebrate Life Gala, Thursday, November 3rd from 7 to 9 at the Civic Center. Visit Hubble Homestead Saturday to take a delicious step back in time at Taste of the Past. Make and taste delicious food the old-fashioned way, including ice cream, butter, cheese, hard candy, and pierogies. Demonstrations run from 11 to 3. Spend the day enjoying all the offerings or just take part in the ones that excite your interest. Find the demo schedule and learn more about upcoming activities at HubbleHomestead.ca. Taste of the Past, Saturday at Hubble Homestead, 40 kilometers north off Highway 97 on Mitchell Road. Anyone interested in starting up a local group of the British Columbia Women's Institute is asked to contact Lorraine Doran at 250-596-1518 or by emailing ldoran985 at gmail.com. The purpose of the BC Women's Institute is to promote women's voices and women's fellowships across British Columbia. The BCWI welcomes all women to become members and find community and friendship locally and provincially. More information on the BC Women's Institute is available on their website bcwi.ca A powerful art installation originally slated for the Exploration Place Grand Reopening is now on display in UNBC's Teaching and Learning Center. The witness blanket from master carver Carrie Newman recognizes the atrocities of the Indian residential school era, honors the children, and symbolizes ongoing reconciliation. The witness blanket is available for public viewing during regular office hours in the atrium of the Teaching and Learning Building at UNBC. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All righty. We are going to wrap up our final segment with Gord Bliss from Viapeg Thermal Cork Shield North Limited. Right. Look at me saying the whole thing and not messing it up. Gordon. Yeah, you're doing well. I'm doing I'm doing all right. I think they might keep me. Yeah, they <laughs> might keep me. We, my <laughs> so, Gord, I just want to say this to you. This has been very informational. I just you've been an amazing guest today. Like I've learned so much about your business. I've learned so much about like where it comes from and all that. Is there anything else about the business that we should know about thermal cork shielding? Is there anything else you'd want to tell us about it? And well, uh, I say that my cork cork, I use the word, I think it's bulletproof. Bulletproof. It's an amazing product. Um, I have done things with it that I just did it just to see what it would do. I, I spray cork on the front of my RB trader. Oh, because cork can take a hit. Cork is very durable and it's yeah. a flexible product. So, cork is made of a bunch of tiny little air bubbles, and when they get when it gets hit, the air bubble collapses and then it comes back out again. Oh, okay. so it's that's it's a very durable product, and uh, I've sprayed it on top of my deck. We don't recommend that <laughs> because uh, cork because it's a breathable product. It's water resistant, so water can hit it on the wall forever and it just runs off the cork. Yeah. But if you put the cork flat. Put water on it. Eventually, the water will go through because it breathes. Yes. But the theory I use was that because my deck is wood and I'm tired of painting it, <laughs> I put the cork on there, and I thought, well, what will happen? Yeah, it breathes. So when it rains, and then the sun comes out, it Im- immediately evaporates. 
Oh, wow. So we've had it on there three years now. We pressure wash it every year. It's fine. It doesn't want to come off. Oh. Uh, and it's great to walk on. It could be 100-degree heat out there on that deck. You can walk out there on your bare feet. Oh, wow. So that, that but again, we don't do that to decks. So no, people you don't, don't ask do that. That was you experimenting. Right. This is Gord experimenting. Correct. <laughs> but uh, we, when we, last year, an interesting story is that the Golf Recurring Club, they had a wood, a tall wood wall, cedar wall, yeah. that the birds, woodpeckers and other ones like to poke holes in it to okay. build a nest. Um, so... Again, this is my own, this is no scientific study on this. <laughs> I thought, well, cork will stop the birds from doing that because the bird will go up to the tree because we're, we're 40% acoustic insulator. So they'll go up to the cork, they'll start pecking away, and it won't be loud. So the woodpecker, for example, apparently, when it wants as loud as it can get because it's trying to attract a mate. Yeah. So uh, it won't be loud for them. Plus, the bird won't hit. It'll get confused. It won't hear that hollow sound in behind the wall. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's what I told the golf club, but I said it wasn't scientific. <laughs> well, this year, the same, the, I don't know if the same birds, but the birds came back. They flew around for a day or two. They left. Oh, There's no wow. holes in the wall. Oh, okay. So I think that my theory is correct. It f- confuses the bird, and that's huge because uh, I know that the radio station down here CKPG are having issues with birds poking holes into their into their wall every year. They have the same problem. Yeah, I believe, and in fact, I'm convinced that'll stop that. I know when the hotel was built, the new one, the Marriott, yeah. they had trouble with birds pecking away at the top of the wall. Same story. So that's an interesting. That's where I say it's a bulletproof. There's always something about this product that we find and learn about. The thing with the rodents, nobody knew about yes. that until this year. It's an amazing product from that point of view because again, it's natural. Yes. So this is this is it. Now that we know, now that we're knowing and we're getting exposed to the good products, Gord, how can we get in touch with you to get a consultation or to book? Uh, what's your information and where can we find it? Well, we have a website. It's uh, www.thermocorkshieldbc.ca. That has all the information on there of our product, all the tests that have been done on our product. Uh, by third-party uh, companies, or you can call me, 250-640-2848, okay. and I would try to get out and have a look at your home and measure it up and, and give you a quote. And I think the thing I like about you is that you're very uh, forthright. If there's something that you, if it's not good for that home or if it's something that would be, it would cost more to get it, I feel like you're like, no, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, right? Right. I, I have had some people want me to do certain things with a cork, and I said, well, no, I could do that, but I won't do that because uh, that'll come back on the cork. Yes. And, that, and that's not the purpose. The purpose of the cork is to show what it can do, uh, but it's not, when I say bulletproof, it's not, doesn't mean it can do everything. And there's some things that doesn't make sense to be putting it on, and we won't. So you're right. I am forthright. <laughs> you are forthright. Well, that's that's the thing. I think that's what we need today too, right? It's that good old honest businessman, and I really appreciate that. That's one thing I enjoy about Prince George is we have people that are, you know what I mean. You're gonna, you have people that are like, no, it, it's it's gonna, it's not gonna, 
it's not going to make sense. Why waste the money and you can take this route? And I really appreciate that because sometimes, you know, coming from a bigger city, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, no, we'll do that. And then you live and suffer with the consequences. Right. And I think that as a homeowner and, you know, where money and the value of inflation now, I think that's very, very important to have people like this. Yeah, I appreciate that. And one thing that people have to remember, too, is that uh, when everybody calls it paint, I, I call that a swear word. <laughs> so, and we have a jar where you put a loony in it. Yeah. But uh, in, in serious, though, it, it's not paint. And when people, some people get sticker shock yeah. when they see the quote. But there's a lot of preparation involved for us to put, to put, to spray this cork. We have to cover all the windows, all the doors, any ornamentals, any sidewalks, any fancy driveways, you name it, it has to be covered. Because yeah. we have to make sure anything that cork goes on is not coming off. Whoa. So, um, so there's a cost to that, of course. Yes. So it, it's not the same as paint. It is more expensive than paint. But if you t- use money and time and run it out over the 15 or 20 or 30 or 50 years that it's going to be on that building, yep. it's actually affordable. And super worth it. And I want to thank you again. My guest today was Gord Bliss from Viapeg Thermal Cork Shield North Limited. Thank you all so much. And please enjoy your Wednesday for me. Thank you. <laughs> After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. You're listening to CFISFM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFISFM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.